Hey, welcome to the... <laughs> Alright, this is part two of the Odd Drunk Podcast. Clank. Clank. Oh, I'm Colton. What was I supposed to say? I know. I, okay. I'm Colton. I'm you're, Jackson. You're Jackson. Okay, let's... <laughs> this is part two of an episode... Uh, that we recorded last the week. The quiz episode. The quiz Part episode. Two. That's what I was supposed to say. Yeah. All right. We're drinking. We're drinking hard seltzer, and we're drinking Sierra Nevada Sierra Pillow, Nevada and, rum and, and some rum and all sorts of things. So uh, welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Go listen to the last week's episode if you're confused. Uh, otherwise, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's get on with it. It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes Alright, we're back from our break, guys. Yeah, Tristan left, sadly. Yeah, Tristan did leave. He was hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> that bastard. Um, remember how I said this was going to be a short episode? Well, that's wrong. This is going to be our longest episode. By far. And that's okay. And I think that kind of throws the idea of doing short episodes out the window. Yeah, because we were just having fun, and it, it's just it's just it's going. Just, it's just too much fun, guys. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, um, I'm going to run out of beer at some point. That's how long this is Well, going. I'm definitely not going to run out, run out of my rum. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do have rum. Are my seltzer. Here, let's uh, do a rum cheers. Um, let, let's, let's teach you. I'm going to teach you guys at home. Oh, hold on, hold on. What? I'm going to teach you guys at home. What? Uh, the way we do cheers. Me and Caleb. This goes out to Caleb. Okay. Um, what we do is we say salatra, prost, Pro. and all good things. All good things. Mmm. Ah. My rum's way stronger than yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's our character sheets from the last episode. Oh, yeah. Maybe the last episode. I don't know. Um... Still sitting on the table. Yeah. Gotta get the new ones. Okay. <laughs> so, here we go. So, we're gonna continue with the quizzes, because I got a couple more. Yeah, you got um, one for us, don't you? And I think it's good that Tristan's gone, because he would not be able to participate in this one. Um, <laughs> at all. I hate to say that. I mean, but it's just the truth. So, this one. I'm a big Beatles fan. Cole knows about Beatles. He's a Rolling Stones guy. I'm a Stones guy. I would yeah. love you to get a Rolling Stones quiz ready for us. I tonight. think I can look that up. Yeah, I'm um, a. I got a Rolling Stones tattoo on my forearm. I'm. I don't have any tattoos. Oh, tattoo you! But I plan on getting one, and it's gonna be cooler than Colton's. No, I'm I don't just... know. I got some pretty cool ones. <laughs> Colton's got cool tattoos. I, uh, guys. I have. I have this tattoo on my forearm. It's a kraken pulling down a pirate ship. Yeah. yeah. It's a Flogging Molly reference. It says, Pretty Back cool. from Hell Where You Belong. And it's a tattoo I don't get a lot of comments on because my uh, my sleeve is always covering it. But whenever I am wearing like a tank top or something like that, I you do You know, get a maybe lot of we should do a it. special Instagram post of Colton's tattoos. <clears throat> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, so this is supposedly. Ugh. Okay. They call it the Very Hard Beatles Quiz. Very Hard. Ooh. I found a very hard Rolling Stones quiz just Perfect. Now. We'll do, we'll do that next. We'll do the Beatles one first and then this. So, who was John Lennon's female companion Companion, during his separation from Yoko Ono in 1973? <laughs> was it Jay Leeming, 
Jun Yang or Mei Ping? I know this one. This one's fairly easy. I if don't, you know anything about John Lennon. I don't know this one. It's Mei Ping. I, I gotta say, I love the Beatles, but outside of the music part of them, the personal lives of the Beatles, well, I know very little. See, I've read a couple of their um, biographies. I read, um, my mom had some, and I just know, I've watched a couple documentaries on their lives and stuff, so I kind of know a little bit outside the music, but not too much. Yeah. I mostly know within, like, 1957 to the end of the Beatles, like yeah, seven. I know, I know very little um, about their personal lives. I do know. Um, I will if if it's not on the quiz of Beatles fun fact that I do know. Okay, we'll get to that. I did hear this rumor that Yoko actually wanted John to sleep with May Pang because she was weird, but whatever. Okay, yeah. Where did the Beatles shoot their promotional film for Strawberry Fields? Fields. Was hmm. it Hyde Park, No Park, or Strawberry Fields? <laughs> I mean, I want to say Strawberry Fields. I don't think that's it. But I, think I don't think that's it. it. I'm going to say It's Hyde not Hyde Park. Park. I think it's No Park. I think it's No Park. It's not Hyde Park. Yeah, it's No Park. Because I know, I know of the Hyde Park, and that doesn't look... The... Strawberry Fields wasn't really a park until after the song came out. So yeah. They have a Strawberry Fields in yeah. Central Park. Yeah, you're right. They do have Strawberry Fields in Liverpool... But it's not a park. It's literally like a strawberry field. Field. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the only day of the week not mentioned in the Beatles song Lady Madonna? Saturday, Tuesday, or Thursday? I believe it's Saturday. (laughs) That'd be hard to write into a song, I think. Um, I disagree that it's hard to write in the song, but I'm going to agree with you on the fact that it's not in the song. It's Saturday. We got it right. All right. Three for three so far, guys. I, th- I think you can write Saturday into a song, i.e. Uh, well, in Lou, that song, Lou, though. Lou Reed writes it into a song. But in this but song, in it that would song, not fit. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first single by an ex-Beatle to reach number one? I'm not too sure about this one. This is- was it My Sweet Lord by George Harrison, oh. which could be, Another Day by Paul McCartney, or Imagine by John Lennon? I'm going to go with My Sweet Lord. Oh, that's a tough one, but I'm going to agree with you on that. It was My Sweet Lord. Oh, my God. That that was unintentionally a ripoff. My Sweet Lord? Yeah. Have you ever heard about that? I haven't. I have have to look look that up. Um, My Sweet Lord... uh, Yeah. There is a song that has a similar like chord progression. It's to almost it. it's not even the same chord progression. It's the same melody. Oh really? It's 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 a type of thing that nowadays you would get sued in court over, um, and I think there actually was a case about it, um, but it was clear that it was unintentional. I'm trying to find. Um, well, it, I, it was some uh, band from like the '50s. Okay. Um, look it up at home. I'm yeah, not, I'm not going to bother trying to search through this right now. Either way, that's a beautiful song. I love yeah, it. I love that and song. And I love George Harrison. George Harrison is my favorite Beatles. I'm going to put that on record. He's he's up there favorite for me. The I'm going to... I don't know. It's tough to say. I can't say that yet. He wrote some very good, uh, like, prophetic songs type of thing. Which know? Beatle bought John and Yoko's Tintenhurst Park home from the couple? Oh, okay. So who bought it from them? Oh. Um, George Harrison, Paul McCartney, or Ringo? Ringo. Star. 
I feel uh, like it's a Ringo. I thing. feel like that's a Ringo move. <gasps> oh my God, we got it right. It was again. Ringo. <laughs> it was Ringo. Oh, I love Ringo. <laughs> Yeah, Ringo's my favorite Beatle. Come on. He's, yeah, I, I, I say that's George. I said that on record, but let's be honest. No, if I'm going to be real, Ringo's. John Lennon's my favorite, but Ringo, I love Ringo. Ringo, you can't help but love Ringo. But I also love Paul. It's hard to pick. It's hard. I think George is my favorite. The thing with Ringo is people will argue about Paul, George, and uh, John. And then they never but mention But nobody Ringo. ever argues about who loves Ringo, because everyone loves everyone Ringo. Everyone loves Ringo. You just Even can't help Ringo but love Ringo. Ringo isn't their favorite. They love Ringo. Ringo, if you're listening, we love you. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Happy Come. birthday, Ringo. Is this turning birth- 80, yeah. Is this his birthday? It's turning 80. Oh, happy birthday. It's having a big birthday celebration, inviting everyone. Oh. Who is the only Beatle to have published an autobiography? My mom would know this one. I... I think it's going to be Paul. I think I it's... think it's going to be John. I think mm. it's going to be John Lennon because I think she read John Lennon's autobiography. You, you're probably right. The Paul McCartney autobiography, I mean biography, I read was for a school project, and it mm. wasn't by Paul McCartney. And if I could have found an autobiography, you know, I would have. I think you're probably right. I, th- I think I'm, it's I'm gonna go with your instinct on that. Oh, neither, neither. It's George Harrison. Oh, he's the only one to have an I, autobiography. I would have not guessed that. I think that would have been my last choice. I thought he was a little bit more quiet about his life. Yeah, huh. that would have been my last choice. I'll have to check it out. Um, which album is the only? Okay. Ooh. Okay. Which album is the only Beatles album where all of the songs were written by Lennon and McCartney? A Hard Day's Night, Revolver, or Beatles for Sale. I'm going to say Revolver definitely had George Harrison have songs on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yellow Submarine was on that album. Ringo. Yellow Submarine was not Ringo. He didn't write it, but he he sang sang it, it, but he did not write it. Yeah, that's true. But George Harrison definitely wrote on Revolver. Um, Beatles for Sale, I think Ringo did write some on that. uh, Yeah, I'm going to say Hard Day's Night. It's Hard Day's Night. Yeah. All the way. Yes, we got it right. There we go. Where did John Lennon get the inspiration for the Beatles song, Good Morning, Good Morning? Okay. The Goon Show, which I don't know what that is. Must Never be heard some of it. 60s thing. An alarm <laughs> you damn 60s people. Baby Boomers. Or no, is that Gen X? I don't know. No, Gen X that is a little be, That would be that. Boomers. Gen X is like late 60s, I think, yeah. when it started. Well, my, my dad, my parents. I think parent, it's my, like my, 65 my pa- on. Yeah, so like yeah, born in sixty seven. Yeah, if you were, oh, if you remember the sixties, you're a baby. You're, you're a boomer. Yeah, yeah. Who were the okay? So anyway, so the Goon Show and Alarm Clock are Kellogg's Cornflakes TV commercial. Kellogg's I'm Cornflakes. I'm gonna go Kellogg's. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. We got it right. Oh my god, that sounds like a Beatles thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> to write a, com- a song based off a commercial you saw. Who were the only two Beatles who played on the single? The Ballad of John and Yoko. Was it John and Paul, John and Ringo, or John and George? Well, I think it's definitely it's John. John. That bass line is so Paul. Yeah, John and Paul. It's John and Paul. Come on. Yeah, it was. Good. Oh, nice. Open another scene in Nevada over there. Yeah, would you like one? I would like one. Yeah. Here you go. Sweet. Which Beatle was the first person to appear on the cover of the first Rolling Stone magazine in 67? Oh. I think it's going to be Lennon. I'm going to say Paul. 
I mean, okay. antagonist here. It's John Lennon. Oh, man. Got it right. But that does sound right. But I do remember it was in 67, too. I don't remember the magazine, but I just had a feeling about John Lennon. So. Yeah. Um, it had to be one of those two. Oh, okay. I think I know this one. Who was the only Beatle without a beard on the co- cover of Abbey Road? Which is funny. He would have a beard later on and let it be. Paul. Ringo, George, or Paul? Paul. It's Paul. He was yeah. beardless. Everyone else had a beard. Yeah. Um, That's my favorite Beatles album. You were talking about that earlier. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Um, that was my favorite. It's a great Beatles album. I can't really say what's my favorite. Just I before. don't... See, here's the thing with Abbey Road. There are other Beatles albums, such as Sgt. Pepper's, that are overall as an album more masterfully. Well, no, I think put Abbey Road put together is the best one. I actually disagree. But I think Sgt. Pepper's is the best mixed one. I think Sgt. Pepper's sound. is the best album. It's when they finally got it, they got conceptual. Yeah. They were kind of going into that a little bit in Rubber Soul. Definitely a bunch in Revolver, and then yeah. Sgt. Pepper. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, most of the Beatles out Beatles albums, except for maybe their earlier ones, are really well mixed and designed albums. Yeah, but I think Sgt. Pepper is the best designed album. Like well, it's they, still considered like the greatest rock album. Like they of all they time. they put that together so well. It's just Abbey Road has some of I think some of the most beautiful. And no, yeah, Abbey Road. Songs. It's really hard, especially when you get in that later era from like '66 um, and on. Yeah, and and, and I, I will say this: um, if we were talking, if we're talking about Sgt. Pepper's, it came out around a year earlier. But if we're talking about albums around the same time, not just the Beatles, that I think are better. I don't know, man. You were the best. I've I, listened I, to it. I know what you're talking about. Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds. I've listened to it. I'm just not into the Beach Boys. I think Pet Sounds is one of the best albums of those. No, years. I see why, but I think Sgt. Pepper's was m- more conceptual. It did different. It was more things. conceptual. I think. I think Pet Sounds is a is a just overall the just a better. I think Sgt. Pepper's stood the test of time. Yeah, Pet I, Sounds might have been better for that time. I, I will. I, I I kind of you would make a good point there because people don't talk about Pet Sounds now. But they talk don't about the songs. Pet Sounds. They talk about this when they exactly, talk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When they talk about those those albums, they people now when they talk about the Beach Boys, they talk about the songs, not the albums. Yeah, exactly. Beatles, they talk about the albums. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I that think is a the good Beatles. Point. They really pioneered concept albums. They did, but uh, I love Pet Sounds. It's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, albums. it's great. I, I love that. How many consecutive nights did the Beatles play in the Top Ten Club in Hamburg in sixty one, nineteen sixty one? I. So we have I know 90, it's a big number. 92, 72, <laughs> or 52. I'm going to go 92. I'm going to go 92 as well. It's the biggest one there. We got it right. Yeah. They played in Hamburg constantly, dude. And and even bands like later on, like Nirvana, they really got their start playing a crap ton in Germany. Yeah. And that's kind of my dream. Playing in Germany. You know, Because he- America is the hardest nut the crap. Here's, here's a fun fact. Um... The Rolling Stones, um, I remember seeing an interview with, I think it was either Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, I think it was both of them, and they said, like, they remember when they were first coming on the scene, they came on the scene 
barely after the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So the Beatles were there first. The Beatles were the big thing. In Hamburg? In, well, in London. Oh, in London. Okay. In, in England. They were, the Beatles were the, the thing that came first. Yeah. And they remember, like, they, they vividly remember meeting the Beatles and being like, these were the big guys, the head honchos, and the Rolling Stones coming onto the scene and being like, this is what we have to, you know, uh, match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here's a similar one. How many times did the Beatles play at the Cavern Club in Liverpool? I have no idea. 292, <laughs> 175, or 75? 292 sounds a little high. 175. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. It's not uncommon oh. for bands... It was 292. Oh, wow. It's not uncommon wow. for bands to play at one venue so many times. Flogging Molly played... Well, that's why they're called Flogging Molly. They, they played, played at, at Molly Malone's. Molly Malone's, yeah. All the time they played like their we're flogging Molly. They played there almost once a week. Yeah, when they were, were first started, and that's how they got the band name. Yeah, they're flogging Molly. <laughs> Where did George Harrison write "Here Come"? Oh, what the hell! This is a hard one. Oh, where the George Harrison write "Here Comes"? His back son. garden. <laughs> I think so. Is that is that an option? It's an option. It's Eric Clapton's back garden. Is the option? Oh, I'm gonna say Eric Clark. Uh, Eric Clapton. Stonehenge. Clapton's. Eric Clapton's back garden, and him and Eric Clapton were really good friends. I even yeah. heard a rumor that they traded wives. They were. So I've heard friends. that rumor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are fishing on the River Mercy. Eric Clark, Eric Clapton's back, back garden. garden. Why yeah. wouldn't you? That's, that's the best place to write a song. If I had access to Eric Clapton's back garden, I would that's, write a song there. That's what I. That's what well, you do. We got it right. Yeah. So there you go. It's obvious. I mean, tell me if if you were if you were if you were in England. And and Eric Clapton invited you over, and you were in his back garden. Would you not stop and say like, even if he was like, "Hey, you know, let's go have a drink," you would be like, "Hold on, I'm in your back garden. I gotta write a song," and you would write a song because it's Eric Clapton's back garden. It's Eric Clapton's back garden. That's what you do in Eric Clapton's back garden is you write, you write songs. songs. That's what it's there for. Exactly. That's great. There are some places that the universe meant. Like, has a meaning for. And Eric Clapton's back garden <laughs> is for people writing songs. On the cover of Abbey Road, <laughs> Paul, John, and Ringo are all wearing suits designed by which Seville Road Taylor? I have no idea. I have no idea. Tommy Cooper? Tommy Nutter? <laughs> <laughs> or Tom Ford? I'm going to say Tom Ford. I'm going to say Cooper. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. It oh, was Nutter. Shit. shit. <laughs> it was Tommy Nutter. That was the stupidest sounding name anyway. It should have been that because it's so British. Yeah, that is super British sounding. <laughs> Tommy Nutter here. <laughs> Tommy Nutter. Hello. Hello. Hello, governor. <laughs> sorry, Hello, man. If we have any British listeners, which I don't think we do at this point. I'm not sorry. But if we do, that's awesome. Yeah. We're we, not sorry. We love you, but we're not sorry. <laughs> Join us for some tea. Oh, I love tea, mate. Uh. It's not. That's not. A, that's not like a, a you misconception. Want, you want? They really do drink tea a lot over there. They do. And the yeah. cookies are biscuits. They're they're biscuits. Okay. Although although right. although there are, and this is this is great. What I've heard from the British people I've met is it's a legitimate thing people argue about is how you prepare your tea. 
So I, from what I understand, a lot of British people I've met, uh, they take the tea bag out after they brew it. But some let it stay in. Some let it stay in. And yeah. here's the big point of contention. I like Do you pour you, your milk before the, wat, the, the tea or after the tea? I typically, every time, I like doing it before. I do too. Because, like, okay, say you have a coffee machine and, like, modern daytimes, you have a Keurig or something, and you get one of the little tea ones. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it that way, that's not even the real way, whatever. I like putting in my milk, or if I'm doing coffee, I like yeah. putting a little creamer first because when it goes into the cup, it mixes it, it. mixes it for you. But there's an argument that it curdles the milk. That is true, yeah. When you pour um, hot, the hot tea over it. I haven't really noticed. I mean, I've not noticed a difference. I, that's how I pour my coffee. I pour the milk first. I guess first. it's because I'm not just using straight milk. Yeah, like I'm using Bailey's. Bailey. <laughs> 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 or I'm just like using like some sweet creamer or something. I'm not using straight milk. I could see. I think I've done it with milk before, and it has done that. So it depends what you're using. If you want to be safe, put the milk in after. Okay. Yeah, if you want to be safe. But it is, it is a point of contention, I've heard. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. So what track were the Beatles working on when they were all together for the last time in the studio? Let it be. Oh. I want you. She's so heavy. The end. Let it be. Let it be was the last thing they released. The album, right? Because The it album? Actually, we're talking actually, about songs. Yeah, I know. But it actually... I think it's I want you. Yeah. Or the end. Which would be fitting. I want to say it's Let It Be. I'm probably wrong, though. You're wrong. Yeah. It was I Want You. I Want You. <laughs> that's a great song, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Some God. Of my, that's probably one of my favorite Beatles songs. We got two more, or three more, I guess. What did John Lennon want to call the... Oh. Okay, so what did John Lennon want to call the Revolver album? I don't know. Happiness <laughs> is a Warm Gun. Revolution. Four Sides of the Eternal Triangle. <laughs> I think it's Revolution because that's very similar to Revolver and he wrote a song yeah. called Revolution I'm gonna go I, I would what? like to what is it Four Sides of the Eternal Triangle <laughs> is it it is it is what what acid John that's the only explanation John you wild rascal the Beatles Four Sides of the Eternal Triangle Four Sides of the hey, Eternal Triangle hey you guys aren't Triangle. Pink Floyd slow down <laughs> let's man let's write a song about Called four times well let's not let's, let's hold on four sides of the eternal let, hold on. okay wait 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 let's not write a song called that because that's quite a name let's write a song about <laughs> Will that be the album the, well let's write a song about that scenario of him wanting to call it that <laughs> yeah new Doughboys song new Doughboys but it's not called Four Sides of the Eternal Triangle. It's just about... Them. It'll just be called Square. Because, yeah, there's triangles on that four sides. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. What? What? <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Is there, what's Unless that? it's like a weird... That would have been... Wait. What? I guess I could work. Okay, I'll draw it for you. Later. I don't know. Which Rolling Stones Well, sang... if it's a pyramid. Ooh. What? No, that's five you, sides. You might know this one. Okay, what? Which Rolling Stone, as in a Rolling Stone from the band, yeah. sang uncredited background vo vocals on Yellow Submarine? I do not know this. On Yellow Submarine. I do not know this. Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, 
or Brian Jones? Who do you think would be most likely to do that? Brian Jones. The thing on Yellow Submarine. I bet it's Brian Jones. It was. Oh, man. <laughs> you know them too well. Oh. <laughs> that was sad, Brian Jones, though. He's part of the 27 Club. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Drowned in a swimming pool, I think. Damn. Dark. Yeah. We get dark on this podcast. Sometimes we get dark. We, we should do a true crimes episode coming up, by the way. Yeah, we should, we should do we should do an episode that's like... Murders. Murders and like <laughs> guy noir, private eye. But we're still going to be stupid and drunk about it. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Garrison Keillor, a Prairie Home Companion? No, I haven't. Why am I the only one I talk to who's ever, who've ever heard of this show? It's a really popular show in the Midwest. It's a radio show. It's All a right. really popular show, Midwest, specifically kind of northern Midwest, like Wisconsin. Okay. Um, but, you know, Garrison Keillor. And it originally started as a music show, but they started doing sketches and stuff like that, um, including one that was Guy Noir, Private Eye. <laughs> it was a noir sketch. Nice. Um, nowadays, so Garrison Keillor's retired. Now uh, Chris Thiele from Nickel Creek. And the on those episodes, can we play royalty-free Smooth jazz. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, we just got to credit the person. Of course. It. And we did in our last episode. We're yep. good about that. Okay. Yep. What is the Beatles' most successful single with worldwide sales over 12 million? Oh. I'm going to hold your hand. Hey, Joy. <laughs> hey, hey, Joy. Hey, hey Jude. Or She Loves You. I think I know what it is. I think it's Hey, Jude. It's Hey, Jude. Yeah. <gasps> is it not? It's not. Oh! I want to hold your hand. Oh, what a lame Beatles song. I'm sorry, that's probably like one of the lamest Beatles songs. But I can see why it was popular. Well, at the time, Okay, yeah. so we got a 15 out of 20. That's not well, bad. It's pretty horrible. good. Well done, that was pretty good. Not quite expert level Beatles, but you're on the right track. Alright. Cool. Well, I, got, I have a, um, a very hard Rolling Stones. Let's just keep this going, guys. What website was that Beatles uh, uh, thing this on? This one, thisdayandmusic.com. All right, this is the same website. Ooh. They have a Rolling Stones quiz, too. The very hard Rolling Stones quiz. Now, disclaimer, even though I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, I can't say I'm an expert on Rolling Stones trivia. Okay. I just definitely know, not. I just listen to their music a lot and adore the music and... Keith Richards specifically is my favorite. He's my idol. He's a very bad idol. Yeah. But I love him. All right. This one I do not know. Uh, good start. Uh, who did Brian Jones introduce on stage at the 1967 Monterey Pot Festival? Can you give me the options? The Who, Ravi uh, Shankar, or the Jimi Hendrix Experience? Jimi Hendrix. I think it's the Who. Well, let's see. You were right. It was Jimi Hendrix. I just had an inkling about that. Yeah. Yeah. Which Motown artist released the original version of Just My Imagination, Running Away From Me, which the Stones covered on their albums, Some, Some Girls? Can you give me the options, man? The Four Tops, The Temptation, or The Marvelettes? Temptations. I'm going to agree with you on that. We were right. It was the Temptations. Good. It's the most obvious one. They're pretty good. I oh, actually yeah. like the Temptations quite a bit. I love R&B, I'm not dude. super familiar with all of their stuff, but... Are you familiar with R&B? 
Uh, somewhat. It's not a genre I listen to a whole lot, but I know a few artists. I love... Right? Me and Caleb got on this big R&B sting for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a like very Like Motown. Motown. I, I mean, I, the whole genre in Motown and R&B is like, I love it. I've never really heard R&B and Motown that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But exactly. But I can't say I know a lot about it. You know what I mean? I... Yeah, I only know enough about the, about it. To but I've never to really it. heard R&B and Motown that I didn't like. It's always exactly. good. Yeah. Uh, on which TV show did the Stones appear on their first U.S. tour? Okay. It's the Dean Martin be. Variety Show, the Sonny and Cher Show, or the Ed Sullivan it's gotta Show? It's got to be Ed Sullivan Show. I don't agree with you. Oh, it was the Dean Martin Variety Show. Dean Martin, okay. Ed Sullivan I know they were on the Ed, Ed Sullivan, Sullivan show. was the Beatles was the But I know they were on the Ed Sullivan show. At some point they were. Ed Sullivan yeah. was that big. They had everyone yeah. at some point. Um But yeah, the Beatles first American debut was Ed Sullivan. Which was the first Stones album to be composed entirely entirely of uh, Mick Jagger and <laughs> Keith Richards songs. Now you'll know this one. Aftermath, Between the Buttons, or Beggar's Banquet. Beggar's Banquet. I'm no. just going to guess that. No. It's the only one I recognize. <laughs> no, it's definitely not Beggar's I actually don't know, but it's definitely not Beggar's Banquet. I think right. it's Aftermath. Aftermath, all right. And that is correct. Same. Beggar's Banquet came out in the late 60s, like 68, 69. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's they, one they, of my favorite ones. Oh, that's one of my favorites as well. My favorite is Exile on Main Street, but Beggar's Banquet, I think, has some of the, the hits on it. Yeah. Uh, um, so they're their first, like, two albums like one or two albums were all covers of blues songs like Chicago blues songs like uh-huh. Waters and stuff um, and then it was their after that that they started to write their own songs okay so their first out it's actually a really good album their first album is it's like it's got you, you would know all the songs on it already even if you don't know the Rolling Stones version it's got Route 66 on it and all these all nice this stuff. it's a really good album actually on which Beatles song did Brian Jones sing backing vocals? Oh, we did this. Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> the other options were Hey Jude and I Am the Walrus. <laughs> it was Yellow Submarine. <laughs> In the 1960s, which UK newspaper ran a personal vendetta against the Stones? The Telegraph, the Daily Express, or the News of the World? Seems like a Telegraph thing. I think do. that feels like Telegraph to me. Oh, it was the News of the World. Oh, okay. That must be something that's not around anymore. Yeah. What was originally planned to pop out of the jeans zipper on the cover of Sticky of the Sticky Fingers album, but this was is too all you. but it was too costly. This is all you. Either a plastic penis, a balloon, or a small plaster cast. I don't know this. Penis. I think, I think it was a balloon. I'm gonna guess a balloon. Tristan's back, and the first it thing was he heard you say was penis. It was a balloon. I, I knew you were. I know you like phallic objects. Yeah, we're <laughs> talking about the Rolling Stones. We're on our little music. He section. just made a sexual gesture, which is appropriate. Uh huh. Considering the topic. The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, yeah, very sexual. It was a balloon, by the way, though. Balloon. A balloon. Why yeah. Why did I do that? Too costly. It says, but was too costly. What I don't understand cheap? that. I, I look that up when you look that all you get people at home. When the band's performing, we're not going to look it up, right? We're not going to look it up. I don't okay. care really that much. <laughs> <laughs> when the band performed, 
Let's spend the night together on the Ed Sullivan show. So you, you, you did, you were right. They did perform on there. I knew they did. I've yeah. seen the recording of it. They yeah. were ordered to change the lyrics of the refrain to either let's spend some time together, let's spend less time together, That's let's stupid. pretend we're not together. Well, I know that Ed Selman mm, show this is interesting. had to change, they did some changes to the doors when they played, because yeah. one of the lines in Light My Fire is, girl, could we, could, we couldn't get much higher. Oh. They wanted them to change it to something else. And Jim Morrison, as he is. Being Jim Morrison. Said higher anyways, because he's like, screw you. Yeah. That's uh, like the story of Johnny Cash singing uh, um, uh, Sunday Morning Coming Down. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, they were like, the, the line, uh, I wish it, Lord, I was stoned. Yeah. Is the story goes that, because Chris Christopherson wrote that, and uh, he asked Johnny Cash to play it, and Johnny Cash played it, and they asked him to change that line, and the story is, it's probably exaggerating, uh, but... um that when he sang it live on the performance that he looked straight at Chris Christopherson and sang it and put a lot of emphasis on the I wish and Lord I was stoned like that type <laughs> yeah. of thing. <laughs> but yeah. Um I'm gonna say let's pretend we're not together. Pretend we're not together, alright. That right. just sounds it sounds more lyrical. Yeah, it does, yeah. I was wrong. It's let's spend some time together. What was the original lyric again? Let's spend the night together. Oh, see, that's the difference. Ah. Spend the night means you're sleeping together. Yeah. Yeah. At which famous American recording studio did the Stones record during the first U.S. tour? Chess Studios, Sun Studios, or RCA Studios? I'm going to say, ooh, okay, it's either Sun or RCA. Definitely, it's not chess. Um, I'm going to roll Sun. I'm going to say RCA. That Nashville. Um... I'm going to say RCA. Okay. No. Oh, we were both wrong. It was Chess. Really? Chess Studios. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Which year was the undercover... I mean, not cool, because we got it wrong. Huh. Yeah. You guys are at home are learning stuff. We're all learning stuff right now. Maybe you guys got it right. Yeah. I don't know. In which year was the Undercover of the Night a top US 10 hit? 1981, 1983, this is all you do. or 1984. I have no idea. This is the 80s Stones. This is 80s Stones. This is my least, my, my least favorite era of Stones. It's What's your 80s. favorite era? 60s or 70s? Uh, late 60s, early 70s. Okay. Kind of that, uh, you know, uh, between uh, Let It Bleed and uh, Sticky Fingers. So your least favorite era, you have to get this right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 83. Okay. Oh, that was right. You're right. Woo! Uh, that was a total guess, though. How many more questions have we got on this quiz? We're on 11 out of 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> what had Keith Richards brought that helped inspire him to write the riff to satisfaction? <laughs> Some drugs? <laughs> a fuzz box or a bottle of vodka? At this time, I don't think it was some drugs. bottle of vodka. I think it was a bottle of vodka. But although drugs would be involved. It was a fuzz box. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were doing drugs at that point, but this was not the drugs era of Stones. <laughs> you mean now? No, They're kidding. sober now. <laughs> Mick Jagger Ke- is? Ke- Mick hmm. Jagger has been sober the longest. Hmm. Keith Richards has been sober for 20 years. Oh, wow. At least. Um, you know, uh, 
That's that's his biography? Is that a biography? Life? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good. Oh, I, I recommend read it, but I actually highly recommend you listen to the autobi or the um the ebook? The ebook because of Audio Johnny book. Depp oh. reading it, doing pretty much his best Keith, best Keith Richards impersonation. Oh nice. Oh, it's Tristan's really good. back. Tristan's oh, back. Right. Tristan! It's ten thirty. Yeah, so uh Tristan, which Stones video showed Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood chasing Mick Jagger with chainsaws? Beast of Burden, It Must Be Hell, or Too Much Blood? Too Much Blood. I think it's Too Much Blood. Okay. Yeah, it's Too Much Blood. Remember, you guys are the rock history guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give me that look. I'm not giving any looks. You're giving the look of... Really, Tristan? Really? No. <laughs> what was the name of the restaurants Bill Wyman opened? What? The Wyman on Get your yayas out, sticky fingers, or beggar's, beggar's banquet. Beggar's banquet. Beggar's banquet. That's perfect. Oh, let's get sticky fingers. Oh, that's oh. lame. <laughs> Which famous blues artist wrote the song Rolling Stones? You should know this. Like a Rolling Stone. Is just, like the, just song? the song Rolling Stone, Rolling not Stones. like a Rolling Stone. Was it... There's What's another options? name it goes by. What's options? Muddy Waters, uh, Slim Harpo, or BB King. Slim Harpo. Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Oh. It's Catfish Blues. Okay. Uh, it's also called Rolling on, on Muddy Waters recordings. It's called Rolling Stone. Mm. Yeah. That's h- they named their band after. That's why I knew it because I love Muddy Waters. Yeah. That's why I was like, I know you know. Th- I know you know the song. I just had song. to hear the name. I was like, I know you yeah. know the song. But it's if you know the song, the name isn't always obvious. Yeah. Because he doesn't sing about being a Rolling Stone. He sings about being a catfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or wishing he was a catfish. Right? This might have to be a two-parter. <laughs> Maybe. Which is good. How many U.S. number one albums have the Stones scored? Five, seven, or nine? Well, the Stones are pretty huge. I want to say seven. They're not Beatles. I think huge. seven. They're, yeah, they're not but Beatles. They, huge, they but they released more big. albums than the Beatles, though. Well, because they were around. Well, they're, they're still, still around. around. Yeah, they're, exactly. They just released the, a new single. The Beatles were like, around a few months for, ago. What? Maybe ten years. Maybe. Not even that. Well, I guess you could argue. Well, maybe thirteen. But either way, they were not around. And, th- that and that's including when they formed before they released an well, album. The Quarrymen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say seven. I'm going to say seven, too. That sounds safe to me. It was nine. I also had a feeling it could have been nine. They are huge in America. They're huge, yeah. In 2009, who presented Keith Richards with the Rock Immortal Award during the Scream Awards held at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles, California? Was it Jack Nicholson, Johnny Depp, or Al Pacino? Sounds like a Johnny... Wait, Wait, what year was this? 2009. Johnny Depp. I think it was Johnny Depp as well. That's right. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Apparently they're good friends. Oh yeah, well Johnny Depp based a lot of his character for Jack Sparrow off of Keith Richards. Yeah, that's why they included Keith Richards in the third Jack movie. Jack Sparrow's dad. Yeah, yeah. Fun um, fact. Fun, fun facts. Fact. Fun fact time. Um, <laughs> and when we finished this quiz, I got I I remember I said I had a fun fact about the Beatles. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it a fact. It's something I remember it's hearing at fun. one point. I, it's something I remember hearing at one point. Okay. <laughs> uh, which then unknown act opened? Some nights on the Stones' 1981 North American tour to sometimes hostile audience. I remember, I know this because my dad was at one of these shows. Oh, he was. And he remembers, he, he's told me the story. Was it U2, Prince, or the police? 
What? What was the question again? What? Which then unknown act opened some nights on the Stones' 1981 North American Prince. tour? It was Prince. Because I remember you said yeah. all the Stones fans. Yeah, my my dad and my dad saw the Stones in '81, and he saw Prince open for them, and Prince got booed off stage. And even though Prince is awesome, I love Prince. Yeah, I could see Stones fans booing him. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely I, see I, that. I, get mad at me, whatever. Stones fans are a little bit, they're a little toxic. Yeah, they're different. Beatles fans are like, there's two types of Beatles fans. Yep, peace, love. Man. There's the peace, love Beatles <laughs> fans that are just like, we love all types of music. Yeah. Which those are the best Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Beatles fans that are th- that think Beatles are the best band, period, and the discussion. Beatles elitist. Beatles elitist. Yeah. Um, Stones fans are all the same. <laughs> Stones fans... Stones are the best. Well, well it's, it's not, it's not a Stones are the best, it's a... Classic rock is the best. Classic, yeah, classic rock. Kind that of macho-ness. Stones fans are very much like that. Like There's a rock? small group of Stones fans like myself that are like, I'm a massive Stones fan, but I also love dad rock. Well, and you could folk. argue some and Stones is dad. Some rock. Stones, yeah. And I like <laughs> I like folk and I like blues and I like exactly. You know, I like, but mo- a, a big majority of Stones fans classic are like rock. classic rock. Fuck off if you're playing. A big else. majority of Stones fans probably also like Led Zeppelin and ACDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But a big majority of Led Zeppelin fans probably don't like the Stones. Yeah, uh, at least hardcore Led <laughs> yeah, Zeppelin fans. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stepped on some <laughs> chips there. What did Mick Jagger release from the stage during their historic 1969 Hyde Park concert? I don't know what he released. What he from, released from the stage? I don't know what he released from the stage. Hell's but Angels. No, <laughs> no, no but that, that, isn't that the concert though? Right. I think so. That's the one where someone got stabbed by Hell's Angels. <laughs> um, was it ten thousand gallons of water on the crowd, a thousands of butterflies, or twelve white doves? I like twelve white doves. I'm just gonna say that because I like it. I think it's twelve white doves. That seems very Mick Jagger to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was thousands of butterflies. Oh, really? Wow. That's even more Mick Jagger. That's yeah. I just didn't think that was possible. I know. <laughs> I thought twelve I, white doves. Well, modest. I mean, it's possible. I I'm imagining <laughs> Mick Jagger himself, like holding them in his arms and releasing them. That's I know. That's what I imagined too. I was like, that's I imagine it's probably that's wasn't a very like Mick that. Jagger thing. It was probably more like he had them set up in boxes and released them like that way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the, what was the first album? Released on Rolling Stones Records. This is Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, or Exile on Main Street. I'm going to say Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street. Because that was one they recorded while they were literally in exile. They were having tax problems in Britain, so they recorded it in France. Let's go for it. It was Sticky Fingers. Oh, really? Which came out actually after Exile, I think. Oh, wow. What are the lyrics to the Keith Richards song, Before They Make Me Run, Refer? His arrest for heroin possession in Toronto. <laughs> his first ever New York marathon. He ran marathons? Guess so. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe the quiz was just throwing us maybe. off. Uh, leaving the UK for tax reasons. It's tax reasons. I'm going to guess that. It's wrong. It's heroin. Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, we, we overestimated Keith Richards. We did. You know, we're, oh my God. we're thinking 60s, 70s rock stars, and we were like, 
They're not singing about heroin. That was wrong. Yeah. 60s, 70s rock stars were singing about heroin. I guess so. That's what the Velvet Underground and the Doors yeah, all sing true. about. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And LSD. All kinds of drugs. All right, last question. Drugs. Oh, that, that was the last question. What did we get? 9 out of 20. We did terrible. Oh, we did really terrible. We did really bad. Hey, you were supposed to do good on this one. Shut up. <laughs> we got 15, 20 on I tables. have a Stones tattoo because I love the Stones, not I, because I'm an expert on them. So, this last one I have for us, I skipped one of them because it's picture-based. That's just too much uh, work. Um, I don't like work. Okay. So... You'll. I think you need to do this also yourself. So I before before we go. Okay. I have that Beatles fun fact. Oh yeah, the fun fact. So, um, I believe now, this is something on memory that I've heard a long time ago. Um. The song that John, I think it was John, played it for Paul. That convinced him. To be in the Beatles. Yeah. Do you know this? No, yeah, that's in a lot of his biographies. Um, there's this great movie with um, Aaron Taylor Johnson called Nowhere Boy, where he plays a young John Lennon, like teenage John Lennon. But do you know the song? I think the song... It's a song I play on guitar myself. Hmm. That we've played, we've, we've jammed on before. I'm not sure. It's 20 Flight Rock by Eddie Cochran. Okay. Yeah. That, makes that was sense. a song that yeah. John played for. But I he do know John Lennon Paul. presented to Paul because Paul was like and, the technical. Yeah, and he played that for Paul, and that convinced Paul, like, yes, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Twenty Flight Rock. Okay, I want you to pull this up. Um, okay. So I'll get on BuzzFeed or type in alcohol BuzzFeed alcohol personality quiz. Alcohol. By Joanna Bournes. By Joanna Bournes. Booze time. What's what's it called? The the specific. Everyone has a type of alcohol that matches their personality. Here's yours. Personality quiz. I'd like to do it at the same time. There's a lot of these. Let me see. Oh, which alcohol are you? Let me see it. By Joanna Bournes. Yep, that's it. All right. All right. All right, guys. We're going to figure out, since this is the Odd Drunk Podcast... Yes. Let's, uh, hold on. All right. <laughs> We're going to figure out what alcohol fits our personality best, right, each pick, of us. Pick a food. Okay, so I'm going to pick... Nachos. Pizza, dude. What the hell? Come on, nachos. Pizza. Pick a word to describe yourself. Smart, uh, fun, cool, bored, cool. unique, wild. <laughs> I'm so cool. I'm... Fun? I think you're pretty cool. I'm fun. I think fun's good. <laughs> fun's good. Pick an activity. Eating, sleeping, Watch watching that. TV, dancing, talking, running. Well, right now we're talking. Right now we're talking. I'm going to go with that. But what I prefer to do sleeping? is not this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sleeping? <laughs> I mean, I considered sleeping, but not um, Pick an animal. I um, like watching TV. Watching Always TV. Always sunny. Uh, oh, yeah. Office. Stuff like that. Pick an animal. Panda. Goat, penguin, giraffe, turtle, or whale? That's a really... I'm going to This is a to tough go... question. Um, Here you go, penguin. I'm going to go with goat, because they're right. assholes. 
They are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go penguin because they're cute and also because I love how Benedict Cumberbatch pronounced penguins. Penguin. He, he says it different every time. Penguin. 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 <laughs> penguin. <laughs> so, Pick a sport. Baseball, soccer, football, basketball, hockey, or golf. Baseball. Golf's a hobby, guys. Yeah. Golf's not a sport. It's a hobby. I think I'm also going to have to go with baseball, baseball on that one. I mean, I love soccer, but baseball really... I think baseball is just... As much... I, I think I, I love soccer as a sport, but I'm a hardcore baseball fan. Baseball's so fun. Far more than I am a soccer so America. Fan. When I think of baseball, I think of hot dogs. Beer. Hot dogs and beer <laughs> and sitting in the stands yep. with, trying, to, trying to find a shady spot so you're not burning yourself in and the sun. And it's so American. So and this episode's going to release close to 4th of July, so it's perfect. Yeah. What's the ideal number of people to invite to a party? Ooh. Ooh. 0 to 5, 6 to 10, 11 to 20, 21 to 30, 21 to 50, as many as possible. 6 to 10. I'm going to go... I like smaller parties. I like more like barbecue get-togethers. Small things. I don't like big crowds. When... I'm going to agree with you on that one. I don't like I don't big... a bunch of... I've had big parties, and I've had a bunch of people that I don't like show up. Yeah, I'd rather have everyone I like, but just enough where you have a big enough group where there's stuff happening. There's kind of some chaos there. So, yeah, I'm going to go 6 to 10, too. Yeah, like, if, if it's my own party, I'm inviting people. I want it to be a but smaller I, amount. 0 to 5 can be fun, too. Yeah. If 0, well, that's just partying by yourself. That's just being an alcoholic. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know why they have zero to five. It should say, like, at least two to five. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Zero to five. Pick, Pick a, a Disney, Disney Okay, ooh. That, the, the Little, Little mermaid, mermaid, the talking teacup, that dragon from a log. Come on, you know what it's called. Mushu. It's Mushu. Mushu, yeah, fuck. <laughs> that Lion King. Why are they using the word that so much? Are they assuming oh. we're drunk? Shit, um, hold on. Is this the last one? Hold on, I, like I exited the quiz oh, No, quick. you gotta put your answers I back gotta put in. put my answers real quick. I'm an idiot. Let's see, nachos. Everybody comment cool. how dumb Colton is. I am not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing Talking. here, guys. We're in a friendly environment. Goat. Baseball. Wow, this is intense. Six to ten. All right, uh, the talking tree in Pocahontas. I associate uh, with. Pick a Disney character. Um, that Lion King. I assume they're talking about fucking Simba. Or Mufasa. Or is it Mufasa? Or is it Scar? He was king, technically. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna go for that dragon from Mulan. I'm gonna agree with you. That dragon from Mulan. What the hell? What did you get? Cause I. Oh my god, I'm so angry. What did you get? Ugh. Is it tequila? No. Oh. I got champagne. I got champagne as well. What? That's a stupid You're quiz. luxurious. You're perfect to have around when it's time to celebrate. You're classic and bubbly. Shut up. That's stupid. Where's rum as an option? Huh? Rum. Hold on. I never drink champagne. How is this a... Oh my god. Oh. Wow. I'm almost I'm gonna, as angry as Hellboy podcast. Uh, I'm gonna pick all the boring answers. See what happens. See what happens. Uh, golf. Whiskey. 
They better not like besmirch anything um, good. The talking tree. That's boring. Red wine. I got red wine for all the boring answers. Like sleeping. That <laughs> is red wine. Oh, that is red wine. Zero to five people. <laughs> Zero because you drink wine by, by yourself. Pick a white word to describe yourself bored. Um, Pick a food, ramen. Well, I guess for champagne, guys. Gotta drink champagne next time. Wow. I'm not drinking champagne next no, time. No, me neither. I'm not, that gives you nasty hangovers, too. I'm not buying champagne. Well. Oh, I'm down to buy some wine. I am down to buy wine. Yeah, let's I drink ha- wine in the last let's, one. Let's have a... Let's, Let's have a uh, episode where we just drink a bunch of wine. And that's the episode? Yeah, we'll just uh, sit here and drink wine. And talk about... Wine. Wine. Drinking. And, drinking and, and philosophical questions, because we're drinking wine. But, um, I think we're getting near the tail end of this. Yeah. I don't have any other quizzes for us. I do have some, but I think we should leave it. Maybe save it for another one. Um... That was a lot of fun, though. That was a lot of fun. I had a ton of fun in this episode. Um, we... I don't have much else to say. Um, expect the next episode to be a topic. No worry. We're not just going to keep on <laughs> fooling around over here. But we're having fun, and I hope you had fun, too. With yeah, we're more. trying to have something different every week. Yeah, exactly. And I hope you guys had fun playing along with the quizzes. Um, yeah. And I hope you guys were drinking along with us, too. I always <laughs> hope you're drinking along with us. But I hope, you know, this helped you pass the time or you just hate it. Whatever. Either way, I don't care. We're having fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. I think that's about it. All right. Let's end this with a uh, sip of rum. All right. Well, let's open it all together. Ooh, you had a really good one. Yeah, all right. Clink. Rum. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's strong. I love okay. it. Okay, end the episode. Stop it. Stop it now. Now. It's the Odd Drunk Podcast with Jackson and Bolton. Sometimes Tristan Bolton.